0: Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin.
1: And I'm Diana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter one, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Dudley Demented. It's lit.
0: New book, this? Um, just so you guys know, like, new book, new me, I, uh, was completely ready and set up, like, when I said that I was, like, when I told Biana I set up and I was ready, I was actually ready. I read the book, I read the chapter beforehand, I already know who's benched, I know who's my MVP, I mean, I kind of always know that in general, but trust tree, I don't always read the chapter beforehand, I got notes, I got thoughts, I got feelings, I'm ready,
1: I'm an adult, let's do this. Here's a little situation. But before situation. we do this, we okay. have announcements and reminders. <laughs> um, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along.
0: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black and... No. Yes. Submit to Hogwarts VSU. A collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. Check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines for awesome stories. And awesome stories. Guidelines and awesome stories.
1: Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Please consider becoming a Patronus. We video record these Wizard Team episodes and and Patroni have access to those videos. Um, So, you know, if you care about seeing our faces while we record on a lag on Google Hangouts, then being a Patronus is the thing for you. Sign up today.
0: If you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. You can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. I was also thinking that we should have a Black Girls Create Amazon wish list with like actual things because I've been mm-hmm. seeing people like tweet out their wish list. So then I tweeted out my wish list, which is basically all of the wands. That's <laughs> it's all of the wands and the wizarding collection. And then some like stationary stuff that's what's on my wish list right now but i was like maybe we should have a wizard team slash black girls create wish list and it could actually have like equipment and nice stuff and things that we might possibly need at some point
1: you know like the like all of the um house editions of harry potter that's a thing i could put on there
0: that's a thing that we could put on there
1: you know that's a one thing person that's can buy me the, the Ravenclaw, one person can buy me the Hufflepuff, another the Slytherin, and the other the Gryffindor. Sounds like Look a good plan. Oh, now I'm dreaming. Help us be great, I'm dreamin
0: y'all. dreaming of books tonight till
1: tomorrow. Harry Potter's holding me tight, um, and so... there's nowhere in the world
0: I'd rather be Hmm. than here in my room
1: Dreaming about Dudley Demented So we also have Wizard Team merch. Um, So, you know, that's a thing you can do. You don't like my... I don't know what else to say. That's Selena. I know who it is. I know who you're not. That's oh, all rude! I'm
0: saying. True, but rude. That's all I'm, that's all um, I'm saying.
1: But you know, head over to BlackGirlsCreate.org, click on that merch tab, and then get you some merch: t-shirts and mugs and, and stickers. Stationary. Oh my! It's great. Stickers, it's the best. Rep the rep the black Hogwarts, Hogwarts, or not just Hogwarts. The black wizards of the wizarding world. Rep like you know witches what rap patronus fuel you know you know stuff. what i was thinking about
0: the black witches of the wizarding world um the witch that um zoe kravitz plays isn't on there and like should be updated but what's her name but like do we want her but like, she no, I think them. we leave
1: it. I think we leave it at this. I don't, like, you know, we can't have a shirt with 15 names on it. Or a shirt with, but like, as, as they keep want, adding. We would want to. We would Joe, want to. That's just not aesthetically, like, th- right. we don't have shirts but on give But give us
0: the option. But I, I, what I'm saying is put more people of color on there.
1: True. But in um, the world. But Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to support us and don't have the funds to do so or even if you do rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, so on and so forth. You're supposed to
0: you don't say it right. It's supposed to, et etc., etc., etc. There's like a little drama in it. Well, I was just it, why does this matter? Another reason why you should be a Patronus to get these videos is because, like, sometimes Bayonda's reactions to me are just indescribable on, by audio. Like, you just had to see her, like, the face that she just made to me, like, the disrespect just, like, oozed through. I mean, I
1: was just confused is all. I just Sorry. think you should put a little drama on your
0: et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you would like to be in the know, our wizard, Bay, Deb Bay, that's what I'm gonna on her, Deb Bay, shares nerd news and links to what's been going on straight to your inbox on Sunday. Like, you don't have to do any, you don't have to go anywhere. You just have to, you have to put your email. In the thing and then you just get magic in your inbox every Sunday and I just don't I just feel like I keep saying the same things week after week and you know there's that like saying that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results well if you don't sign up for the newsletter how are you supposed to get magic in your inbox there is magic in that newsletter I mean I love you but Whew. Also, you need to be a Patronus so that you can see Bayana's face and you can be in the chat room and see Porsche's nonsense. Like, both of those things are necessary. It will really enhance your enjoyment of this podcast. It, I'm just, it would take it. I'm like, I'm assuming um, since we're on like episode 99 now. What? This is that right? Y'all. Damn. Well, I'm assuming that at episode 99, you already enjoy this podcast. So, I'm just saying, take, like, take it up a notch. You know, it's like when you, you got Blue Ivy Carter, but then you add Sir and Rumi. You know what I'm saying? Like, just elevate yourself. Just,
1: that's what I'm saying. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, Blue hasn't seen a ceiling in her whole life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you're a patronus, that means you also have not never seen his healing. You're and You just keep going. No limits.
0: It took me a minute to be like, "What do you mean she had?" F- I'm pretty sure she's seen the ceiling. And then I got what you're where you were going with that. With the like, it was like a, you know, you're surrounded by poetry right now. It was very poetic. But
1: I was yep. like, "Um." And now for Wizard Team news. Yeah.
0: Listen to Cousin Black, the newest podcast that black girls create, an orphan black after show hosted by Brandon Jordan and Akira Davis. Um, Also, you can use the hashtag Cousin Black because they're cousins and they're black. Also, you can um, join in the conversation slash debate slash argument over who is the greatest clone of all time. Are you team Crystal? Are you team Helena? Are you team Allison? Who knows? Let us know. There was a poll up on Monday, but it's Wednesday now, so you missed that if you didn't let us know, but you can always just, you know, tweet, I'm team Tony. Remember Tony? I'm team Tony. Yep. Hashtag Cousin Black. Like, you would be wrong, because Tony literally was only around for an episode, and it's probably mm-hmm. dead now. We don't know where Tony is, but...
1: Damn. I'm just saying... I mean- how
0: many dead yeah. clones we got? We that's got more true, dead clones he, than we got live clones.
1: That's true. He could have got sick at this point. We don't know. We don't know where he is. Also, they've changed clone phones like a billion times since they gave him a clone phone. So who knows? Right.
0: <laughs>
1: right. How he, he was like, I've been trying to thing. call
0: y'all because people are stalking me and I, th- I found this cure to this sickness. But the number right. is gone. What if that was like the truth? What if Tony has all the answers, but they didn't give him an updated clone phone? Or do you think they got it like that, so they just, like, he just checks his P.O. box or something, and there's a new phone in there? Every Maybe. Maybe.
1: So Maybe that's how Crystal, that's how they do Crystal. I don't yeah. know. It's good questions. Okay, other, other news. The cover of Fantastic Beasts Illustrated Edition was revealed last week, um, which I didn't even know they were doing an Illustrated Edition, but that's cool. So it comes out November 7th. Which, Do we um, know
0: if it's the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them original or is it the screenplay? Because if it's the I think original, it's the original. Book, that's awesome. If it's the screenplay, I'm not interested.
1: No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's the original, okay, which cool. I think makes sense um, because right. it's a textbook, right? So then if you're doing like illustrated, then it will make sense to have like more space. If it's the screenplay and I'm wrong, then that's some bullshit and like who wants that? But if it's, like, what I think it is, which is the, like, you know, edition of the textbook, I think that would be really cool. To yeah. See, you know, with color and, like, more space to write things. Oh, it like is
0: the textbook. I, I just looked it up at org. It's a new and updated version of the textbook with illustrations. Each creature will be detailed by Olivia Lomenich gill and the book will be released November 7th. So, yeah. That's um, cool. And the artwork is, pretty on point it like it looks like those biology kind of textbooks you know it from the the pieces that they that i've seen it looks like um you know like these are the wings and you know a scientific illustration of an animal a fantastic Mm -hmm. beast um also reminder Um, that the illustrated prisoner of azkaban comes out in october And I was at the um, American Librarians Association Con, and I got a little, like, sneak preview little thing. I wonder if I can, like, pull it out right now. Probably not. I got, like, a stack of books written next to my area because I don't have a good place to put this stuff. But it also looks pretty legit and lit.
1: I mean, yeah, those are our, those are like the things that are getting bought. I'm really curious about how they're gonna do Gobble of Fire, um, and like end after because
0: that book gonna
1: be. Right, or like are they gonna split it? Or like is it just gonna be wow. this ginormous book I'll that I'm just gonna book. have? Like, that I'll would be interesting to book. see. You don't have to really search for it though because Yeah,
0: I am really searching for it. This I is do a see podcast. my um, I got a <laughs> I got a um hidden figures poster. That I keep That's wanting to cool, take but... to um, work, but I didn't. Okay, I'm not going to search for it anymore. But, right, it's a podcast. You guys can't see it anymore. I was like, I, I don't even anymore? know
1: why you're looking for it. I have not idea. <laughs> I was going to let you cook for a little bit, and then you were looking a little too long. I was like, hmm, <laughs> kind of pointless, but it's okay.
0: Uh, and then, reminder that today, Wednesday, whatever date, is the start of San Diego Comic-Con. Well, today is actually preview night. Thursday is the official start date. Make sure to, um, I will be there. I have two panels. Shout out to um, Wither Team family member Eliana, uh, who will be on a panel with me, and Jamie Broadnow of Black Girl Nerds, and um, Sinead Prasad, who plays Parvati. Can you say it, ba- Parvati? Parvati. Thank you. On Harry uh, Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis, we will all be on a panel together on Saturday at eleven a.m. Um, and yeah, I will be tweeting out what I'm seeing. I'll be taking pictures. Um, you know, we've done this for the past two years, so same, same goodness. All the goodness. All of the all the things. I'll be on the hunt for this. Um, storm print that i really want to get because someone tweeted it out on twitter and i need it in my life um i will be looking for as much miss marvel merch as i am allowed to buy also i just got this badass spider-man cardigan and i'll be rocking that
1: no one can see that well no just kidding porsche can see it
0: porsche can see it
1: but you I just wanted to remind you again, it's a podcast, just in case. You know what I'm saying? I know, but I, I, you know.
0: I haven't seen you, and I wanted to tell you about it, because I was, like, stutton, but I couldn't.
1: Well, I like anyway. it. It's very cute.
0: It's very cute. Thank you. So, yeah, so follow us for updates and things going on and live vicariously through me. And hopefully, some point, at some time, Bayana mm-hmm. will be done working during Comic-Con and come with me.
1: Yeah, that is the the plan, <laughs> and we'll see, man. Because we w- we will just see. So just <laughs> it at that. Um, let's 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 get into Harry Potter and Order of Phoenix because that's why we're here, and that's what I'm all about. Are you sure that's, that's why I started we're this here? Podcast because so I feel like I mean what, yes. I personally,
0: I know that you like to, you labor under this delusion that
1: Order mm, of the Phoenix is the best I'm gonna of right the series. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you there. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. No. But. It's the best. And it's the reason I'm here. It's the reason I'm here. But I would, I would quibble a little bit because we just got off. We just
0: came off of. A really, really, really bleak ass book. Also, I'm just thinking about the fact that you just also um, Game of Thrones came back, so you're in the middle of that bleak ass story too.
1: And um, I except just, yeah. you're not far enough to know that it's actually lit right now. So, I mean, I got enough through all of these falsehoods that you're saying all of these through Twitter. I'm not hearing. I understand
0: that the North remembers. I, I, I mean, I know what's
1: going on in a little bit. But I'm just saying, I just, I I know that the North remembers, so I know what's happening, Mm, except that is. Listen,
0: what I am trying to say right now is simply this, that while I find this book to be well written and deeply, deeply intriguing, I also find this book to be a killer of souls and happiness. So okay. that's the thing that we should acknowledge before we are all like, let's get started on the best book that ever done it. Okay. do you feel that
1: way. Just or saying. Glad you feel that way. I'm lit, though. It's the best book to ever do it. That's it. That's
0: it. all I have to say. Oh, we also have a new Patronus. Did we say this last week?
1: Hufflepuff? Uh, Hufflepuff? Yeah. <laughs> this this is so out of order also i can barely hear you because my internet is stupid but i heard you
0: shout out to
1: hufflepuff this is out of order we were about to start the book but you are a real one and we appreciate you you the best um greatest to ever do it you smart you loyal thank you thank you and now,
0: previously, on Wizard Team.
1: Um, um, so, lots of things happened. Voldemort's
0: bitch ass Harry that.
1: Um, witnessed the death of a, of a, of a, what is it? Like, Class, some, or, classmate. Classmate, that's the word. Sorry, I was going to say not student. Um, yeah, Harry um, witnessed the murder of a classmate. Um, Voldemort is back. Uh, Harry's Professor, who was really close to, is actually a Nazi, but then who confessed to everything but then is also in the uh, got the Dementor's case, so he can't testify to all the shit he did. Fudge is not about that life and doesn't want to believe that Voldemort's back, so instead of that, he is gonna go against Dumbledore because that's a great idea. Also, Rita Skeeter got caught by Hermione. Hermione saved the day, is what happened. And so Rita is going to be quiet for a bit. Oh, and Harry gave his uh, Triwizard winnings to Fred and George. Oh, yes. Nearly Headless Nick has still not been accepted into the Headless Hunt. We don't know what's going on with Jenny. We will see in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's summer break, so she got, she got stuff to... I mean, me I feel like maybe Jenny's
0: had enough porridge at this point and she's going to decide to switch up her diet. She went to her wizard nutritionist and she was like, you know what? A balanced diet is important. Like, porridge has, is high in fiber and that's great. But you also need some nutrients.
1: I mean, we also see that, like, you know, she's about to get a, she's about to get a young boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, she finna, she's going finna, to, like, leave the great hall. And explore and be social. So that's what's about to happen. But, you know, for now, she's just, like, at, um... The
0: borough.
1: Yes. She's at the borough hanging out with her brothers. You know what I'm saying? Taking their broomsticks out for a ride when they're not looking. You know, witnessing, spoiler alert, witnessing Percy (laughs) being an asshole. And, yeah. Having a pretty decent summer. You know what I'm saying? Actually, no, she's not at the borough. Just kidding. Oh, yes, she is. She was for a little bit. But also swear on she's at Grimauld Place. Let's just get into chapter one. Let's, let's just do that. So. I was not ready. Or I was, but like, then my pages messed up.
0: <laughs> the hottest day of the summer was drawing to a close, and, and a drowsy silence lay over the large square houses of Privet Drive. The inhabitants of Perva Drive had all retreated into the shade of their cool houses, windows thrown open in the hope of tempting a non-existent breeze, and boy, do I know those feels. And the only person left outdoors hmm. was a teenage boy who was lying flat on his back in a flower bed outside number four.
1: Um, um, so... I just want to say really quickly about knowing heat. those feels, really quickly, just about the, about the summer and the heat, when I was reading this initially... I was melting because I was in Chicago and it was hot as fuck and I have a fan. I have no air conditioning. I just have a window that I can open and a fan. Actually, I read this right after we had finished recording the last episode and during that last episode, I was just sweating and that was what was happening because I couldn't have my fan on and sh- like it was a lot. But now I'm in San Francisco and it's like nice. It's like 60 degrees and yeah, like, nice I can that walk around good. and not feel like I'm on fire, and I appreciate that, and I just would like to say that, that, you know, I understand Harry's dilemma and issue with the weather, but also I'm glad I'm not in it at the moment. And I would just like to speak that into a I,
0: on Sunday, yeah, yesterday, I had brunch, um, which, brunch is great, but I walked out the house, and I was like, motherfucker, it's hot as hell. (laughs) And it was one of those things where, like, It was the direction I was going in. Also, I saw my best friend, Marshawn Lynch, shooting a commercial, and they wouldn't let me stop and say, hey. And I was like, but we're best friends. And we go way back in my dreams. So it was one of those things, you know, like that Oakland, California thing where you walk this way, and it's hot as hell, but you walk the other way, and it's nice. It's like a nice Mm -hmm. day because there's a breeze. I was doing that yesterday. Anyway, so... um, I also wanted to point out that this is kind of, so last book started out completely different than the first three, and this is kind of a return to the openings that we're used to, um, which is like setting up Privet Drive, and it's nice and normal, but oh, there's something a little bit different, and his name is Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a skinny, black-haired, the spectacled boy who had the pinched, slightly unhealthy look of someone who had grown a lot in a short space of time. This reminds me so much of when my brother was 15 going through growth spurts and I would torture him because I am not a good person. And then when I turned 15 and went through my own growth spurts, I was like, damn, I was not a good person. Cause growth spurts hurt. So Harry Potter's parents did not endear him to the neighbors who were the sort of people who thought scruffiness ought to be punishable by law. But as he had hidden himself behind a large hydrangea bush this evening, he was quite invisible to pass her by. In fact, the only way he would be spotted was if his uncle Vernon or Aunt Petunia stuck their heads out of the living room window and looked straight down on the flower beds. On the whole... Halls- um,
1: really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you kind of slightly mentioned it, but we don't get the, like... Harry Potter is not a normal boy. And let me tell you why type, you know what I mean? Right. And I think like in the other, and we've mentioned this at the beginning of like pretty much all the books where like it happens. And I think Goblet of Fire, it does a little bit, but this chapter and like, we can point it out a little bit later too, but like this chapter doesn't summarize in the same way that the other chapters do. Um, like instead of, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't say, like, oh, and then, like, even when we get to the point where Cedric gets brought up, it's not like Harry was in a graveyard and then Voldemort came back and Cedric died. You know what I mean? It's very much like when Harry was in the graveyard, because at this point she's like, I know why you're here. You know what happened. Let's just, you know what I mean? It feels much more like a continuation of Goblet of Fire in that way than a, like, restart. If that makes sense. Um,
0: so I'm sorry, but Portia just dropped the greatest engagement wedding announcement photos. You know, that's not in the
1: Patronus thing, right? Oh, no. I just want to say like, I don't, she didn't share that in, yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just, um,
0: but she got some magical, like like, I might want to get married now just so I can have some magical, a magical photo shoot. Sorry, I'll <laughs> cut it out if you want me to, Portia. I'm sorry, I just got. Ooh, I got excited.
1: Look, look, this, look at this
0: magic! Yeah, so <laughs> what were we? I, I've lost it. What were we saying?
1: Are you on the Patronus chat?
0: Now I'm I'm back to the yes, but what okay. were you? What were where were we in the? Yeah, I know. I just want to
1: make sure. Stay out of the other one. <laughs> Mute it if you have to.
0: You know, I get that. So, and I'm like, I take, I go into the, um, I
1: know what Google happens. Hangout, saying, and then the notification
0: came up, and I popped in the notification, and I was in a different room. I'm <laughs> stay
1: focused. But also, right. I was talking she about. She said it was
0: fine to keep it, and I
1: just want to, I just want to make sure photo, that it's cool with her before you share it with the world. That's all I'm saying. She didn't share it with the world, yeah. so I just didn't okay. Can we pause I didn't say sorry. it was a problem.
0: I think it's one of those weird things, right, because it doesn't have the whole Harry Potter is not a normal boy thing, but it does go back to the everything is nice and perfect on Privet Drive except for this weird kid, right? So Mm -hmm. it just, it's it's a, like, the opening to Goblet of Fire was so jarringly different, and then this is much more familiar, but they still are, like, she does cut out the summary because... I mean, we're in book five now,
1: so you should. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's very yeah, and it's like it's like it starts off in a similar way. It just is slightly different.
0: Yeah, and I, I like yeah. I like that. Um, I and I kind of wrote this note too. Is that stylistically, it's like it goes back to normal, even though we know that things aren't normal, which is basically what Harry's going through right now, which is, like, why is everyone pretending, like, I didn't just see Cedric get killed in front of me and Voldemort's not back? Like, why are we pretending that things are, like, hunky-dory? You know? And the Mm. opening of the book kind of does that same thing.
1: Yeah, I think, but, you know, yeah, but I also think that it's not necessarily ignoring that Voldemort's back, as we'll see, but, like, it's more that, like, all that shit happened... And now we have to go back here. Right? So there's still all this shit going. Like, all of that happened to Harry. And he has all of this, like, that he's dealing with. But he's still back in. And, and, like, just not not even, like, not even acknowledging the fact that this is also a place where he's experienced a lot of trauma. But just, like, the imagery of it. Right? Like, of what he, like, witnessed. I guess now at this point it's, like, a month ago. And then, like, him being in this really, like, idyllic prim and like proper and like clean you know what I mean it's just like it's a the imagery is really interesting yeah and and on top of that it's also a place where you experience a lot of trauma so then it's like even worse
0: yeah and I, I think she gets into once we start following Harry it does obviously address what he's gone through but the first like page and a half to the reader is like, oh, things are right back to normal. Welcome back to Privet Drive. You know what I mean? And so it kind of gives you that jarring, like, wait a second. Why are we not just opening with Voldemort's back and all this shit is terrible? You know what I mean? It kind of gives you that little bit of shock that I assume Harry feels with. Why are we just assuming? You know what I mean? And
1: mm-hmm. it,
0: does, it doesn't hold on to that very long, but that initial thing is... I think, interesting stylistic... It's an interesting style choice.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, almost as though uh, this thought had fluttered through the open... Oh, wait, sorry. First, Harry thought he should be congratulated on his idea of hiding here. He wasn't comfortable, um, but he was able to listen to the news, is basically what he's doing. Um, And almost as though this thought fluttered through the open window, Vernon Dursley suddenly spoke, Glad to see the boys tra- stopped trying to butt in. Where is he anyway? I don't know, said Opportunia unconcernedly. Um, not in the house. Which is like, shouldn't you be keeping track of where, like, the people that children talks for are? Maybe just
0: a little bit. I mean, you know, that'd be too much, like, parenting.
1: Or something. <laughs> Watching the news, Vernon said scathingly, I'd like to know what he's really up to, as if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Dudley hasn't got a clue what's going on. Doubt he knows who the Prime Minister is. Anyway, it's not as if anything about his lot on our news. Vernon, shh, uh, said Aunt Petunia. The window's open. Um, So I had a couple of things. As if a normal boy cares about what's on the news. Like, he does kind of have a point, and it kind of, like, goes back to what you're talking about, about how all these teenagers are, like, reading The Daily Prophet. And, like but I will say sitting up like listening to the news I
0: will say like he does kind of have a point but what is wrong with a kid who is like civically minded and engaged like that seems like something you should be encouraging like yeah normal kids aren't like reading up on the news or whatever but that doesn't mean that like it's bad that he would care does that make sense
1: and Um, then like him being like, doubly doesn't even know who the prime minister is. Like that's not, that's not he's, a, like proud of. Right. Like, that doesn't have anything to do with the news. That just like, has to be that, that, do, not that, that has to do with thing. like education. Yeah, I'm like that. Mm, right? Not nah, doesn't make sense. The prime minister also, again, should I do want be to point known out to everyone. About- also,
0: I like. Yes, it's weird that Harry is trying to keep up with the news and stuff, and that is not normal behavior for a kid his age, but what if he was just civic-minded? What if he was just interested in politics and what was going on? Mm-hmm. What if he wanted to be a politician? Like, it's not something that you discourage. It's just something that you would, like, notice as like, that's weird. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's what I was saying. So Vernon's saying his lot is the... Like, if this was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, okay. and... Vernon said, anyway, it's not as if there'd be, in, if there'd be anything about his lot on our news, and Opportunity said, Vernon, shh, then immediately after this, it would be like, Harry is a wizard and they don't like to talk about it, right? Right. Instead, that happens, and then he says, oh yeah, sorry, the Dursleys fall silent, and then it goes to something totally different. So that that's kind of like what I'm talking about, about like the... Like the, the way that they're just like, you know what the different you know what, what's up at this point. So we just keep going um, as opposed to explaining in that moment. Yeah. Um, so Harry listens to the jingle about fruit and Brand breakfast cereal while he watched Mrs. Fig, a batty cat loving old lady from nearby Wisteria Walk, Amble slowly past. Harry was pleased that he was concealed behind the bush because Mrs. Fig had recently taken to asking him around for tea whenever she met him in the street. Aha! Uh-huh. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, I don't blame him, right? Because, like, it's shit's creepy. <laughs> Especially if it's like somebody you don't, like, fuck with. Um, like, yeah, she used to babysit me, but she was super weird and, like, had a lot of cats yeah. and like, moldy cake. So, not about that life. And she's like, you know, you should just come around for tea. Mm, I'm a teenager. How about not? But, yeah. Um, so, she leaves. Uh, Dutter's out for tea, asks uh, Vernon. At the Polkises. Polkises. Yeah. Polkise? would it just be the Polks? Oh, no. Because it is Perkis. Polks? Polkis. Anyway, at the pulcuses, um, said Petunia fondly. He's got so many little friends. He's so popular. So, I also think it's hilarious that they don't think that he reads or watches the news, but they think he goes to tea. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I he, have this, he's just like. sitting around with his friends for tea. I have this thing about
0: Dudley in this book, and like this sentence where Harry's like, um,. The Dursleys are really astonishingly stupid about their son, Dudley. Um, And I think it's one of those things where we see, again, I kind of made this connection um, during the movie and about, like, parental neglect and things. But, like, this is another kind of example of neglect and, like, the differences in, like, they pushed Harry out of the house because he's wanting to know more and he's and he's trying to like, you know, watch the news and stuff and like learn more and want him to be more like Dudley who they actually have no clue who who Dudley is or what Dudley is actually like, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like pretty interesting that the the idea that they have of Dudley is closer to who Harry actually is than the idea they have of Harry, which is closer to what Dudley actually is. hmm And it's just one of those really, like,
1: y'all thought. <laughs> right. Because then we found out that, like, Dudley is the leader of a gang. Right. So.
0: But <laughs> Harry goes to St. Brutus like, school for criminally incurable criminal boys or whatever, which is such a fucked up, like, institution. Like, y'all ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit. We give up on you, but we gotta send you somewhere. Mm-hmm. What?
1: Yeah, so Harry, um, had seen them, dur- uh, Dudley and his friends during his evening walks around little Winging. He had spent most of his holidays wandering the streets, scavenging newspapers from bins along the way. Um... So then the 7 o'clock news comes on and Harry is kind of like, you know, waiting with bated breath to see if there's something happening. We'll learn about record numbers of stranded holidaymakers filling airports um, as the Spanish baggage handler's strike reaches its second week. And then Vernon goes, give him a lifelong siesta, I would, because, you know, classism and, and racism and et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you want me to say all dramatic. You know, like a little
0: bit classism. So outside,
1: Harry's stomach seemed to unclench. If anything had happened, it would surely be the first item on the news. Death and destruction were more important than stranded holidaymakers. He let out a long, slow breath and stared at the brilliant blue sky. Every day this summer had been the same: the tension, the expectation, the temporary relief, and then mounting tension again, and always growing more insistent. All the time, the question of why nothing had happened yet. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, this this kind of pair, this paragraph shows why Harry is so angry later when he does speak. And we see it later in this chapter as well, but, like, when he does end up interacting with, like, Hermione and Ron, for example, or um, Dumbledore later, you know what I mean? Like, when he's starting to realize that shit is happening, but this is what he's been going through for the past month, right? It's him, like, this this, like, cycle of him... I mean like shit, something's gonna happen, like what's going on, and then like okay, everyone's safe, nothing's going on, and then it's like but and then it keeps it's like a it just keeps on going, and that's like gonna drive someone crazy, right? If that's like how they're living their life. Um so again, I mean, I'm just I'm gonna make all kind of excuses for Harry Potter in this book, in case y'all weren't already aware. Um,
0: um, so I wanted to go into the chat room, and this is will be our last into the chat room thing because uh, technology never allowed to buzzer team. But Amani had dropped in to drop some bars on Dumbledore as he loves to do. Saying that Dumbledore had no consideration for the mental health of those under his care. um, Since Harry had no support at seeing a friend murdered in front of his eyes, just leave him to fear and silence all summer. And then force his friends and family to purposely purposefully keep in the dark and feel even more isolated than usual, knowing how much he hates being at Privet Drive. Harry wouldn't have been in as much danger if Dumbledore had explained why he had to return to the Dursleys or about the security around him um, without even mentioning the prophecy. But no, why stop withholding vital information for people for no reason whatsoever? And I think it's true that to a certain extent that Dumbledore like, very well could have said, um, so you need to go back to Privet Drive because of the blood protection and this magic, and we will have people watching you, but you won't be able to see them, or, you know, we'll, we'll, they'll keep a very low profile just because we also don't want to draw attention to where you're at to keep you safe from Voldemort. Um, and I think that would have done a lot to kind of soothe Harry, but it still wouldn't have, solved the biggest problem which is that fear and silence thing of you because you can't say I mean Ron and Hermione kind of say in their letters you know we can't tell you much over we don't you know we don't know if these are gonna get intercepted um the Daily Prophet is obviously not saying anything and it's not being picked up by the Muggle News that isn't anything that Dumbledore has control over yeah. you know
1: but I also think that, like, for, so, like, the news part, I think, yeah, that's that's not Dumbledore. But if you think about the way that Dumbledore, like, the kind of care that Dumbledore, like, handled Harry with at the end of the last book, and how much he was like, yeah, I know this is difficult. The You know what I mean? Like, he was very, he showed him, the, he gave him the support that he needed, and then to just drop him back off at Privet Drive, and then, like, ghost on him is also another thing, right? It's a, like, on top of that, he also just doesn't have the support that he needs. And it seemed like at the end right. of the last book that that was what he would be getting. Right. And so those two things
0: are, com- like, compounding Harry's trauma. And as we're going to see, a, like, in the next couple of pages, is co- are causing him to act kind of out... I don't I don't want to say act outside of himself because I think that Harry does have this capacity to um recklessness and I don't know if it's cruelty I don't want to say cruelty but not thinking about con- like being inconsequential behavior mm-hmm. and thinking that he's above and above reproach and all of those kinds of stuff, things just yeah general general blanket recklessness yeah um I think Harry that is a part of his character but it is heightened because of this frustration, because of this isolation, and because he has all of these emotions and no outlets for them, and no one to really. And this is, again, not this Dumbledore bears some responsibility, but it's not just on Dumbledore. He doesn't feel, for whatever reason, he doesn't feel confident enough to be vulnerable to the people who he should be vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are people in your life, and this is very important in the lives of everyone and, like, probably triply important to young people to have those... Those people and those outlets that you can feel completely vulnerable with. Normally, someone Harry's age that would be their parents, their guardians. You know what I mean? Like I can go cry on my mom's shoulder at fifteen and not feel a way about it. I'm, and I can talk to my best friend. I don't. Well, I don't really know because there is that like whole adolescent boy. I'm strong. I don't. I'm not scared of anything. Thing that I don't think magic has anything to do with. And toxic masculinity is toxic mm-hmm. masculinity, no matter what. But like, especially like parents and t- and adults, um, teachers, aunts, uncles, those kinds of people um, that you can just say like, I'm scared, or you don't even have to say that. You can. They just know, and they're intuit- intuiting that. And you can you can be completely vulnerable. Harry right now really needs that and doesn't have that from anywhere. Right. Um, and we see, like, even with, like, having the, the passing of with Mrs. Fig, like, there are people out there and they're looking out. I guess they're not looking out for him. Or, yeah, I guess that's what they're protecting him, um, his body, but they're not protecting his, like, mind mm-hmm. or his, like, his well-being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're looking out for his physical safety, but not his mental and emotional. Right, safety. exactly.
1: Um, and they're and, and they're problem. equally important.
0: Right, right. And as we see further on in this book, by neglecting that physical or emotional and mental safety and and well being, a lot of unnecessary shit. A lot goes
1: of unnecessary down. shit goes down, but then that ultimately ends up being what puts him in danger. Right. 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 Like, yeah. Ugh. This book is the greatest of all time. Okay. So he keeps listening to the news. Um, just, you know, in case there's something that they might mention that, like, muggles wouldn't think much of, but, you know, wizards would. Uh, but instead, like, he realizes that, like, it, there's nothing. Um, so.
0: It's also, sorry, I want to, like, point out one other uh-huh. thing. And the difference between Harry, this book, and last book, um, post Cedric mm-hmm. and trauma, is that there was all of this stuff happening in Gobble of Fire that we were like, "Are you? You are not being constantly right. vigilant." And now he is like hyper mm-hmm. vigilant. So unfortunately, it takes seeing someone die in right. front of
1: you <laughs> to get the message and across. Honestly, but like, like to be honest. This is only until he gets to Grandma's place, and then he stops. Like he's general. This is only because he's not getting any news like (laughs) fed to him. Because I mean, don't even give me started on Half Blood Prince Harry. But like, even later in this book, some of the stuff they do, it's like, "Mm
0: -hmm." right, right, and it's and it's really funny because some of the stuff that was going down in Goblet of Fire around this time, but also, like, further on in the year, um, like, he says, Harry says that he's listening um, for some small clue, not recognized for what it really was by the muggles, but um, but possibly, you know, a, a wizard could recognize it for what it was. And they were, like, clues that muggles, wizards, witches, warlocks, mermaids, like like just anyone could recognize for what they were except Harry. Right. Like, exactly. Maybe you want to figure out that second clue. <laughs> why? Ain't nobody coming mm-hmm. to get me. Um why are you a try wizard tournament in the Tri Wizard tournament? Because someone is coming to get you. Um
1: why, so yeah, I just think it's It's a little bit of maturity, but it just took like a horrible thing to happen for him to to right, get it. But I
0: also think that, that is that is so sad because it's also so universal Mm -hmm. um I'm gonna use a very very petty example like this doesn't add up at all but like my mom would always be like your oil lights on you gotta change your oil you gotta change your oil and I was like "Uh uh-huh okay I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it it took for my engine to blow up oh shit for me to be like oh you know what
1: well that I gotta change my oil
0: Right, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I, I um, was stuck in LA for eight hours.
1: You do, no, because I almost didn't come back. Oh yeah, but I didn't realize it blew up. I just thought your all. I, I mean, it didn't was, blow up I like it was your car got. Stranded. It didn't blow up all like, was, like your car got stranded, and that was it, or like stopped working. Okay,
0: it it didn't blow up like a like a action film, oh. but it basically what happened was my engine was shot to hell. Right. And unsalvaged when my car was totaled, because the cost of fixing my engine was more than a car right. was worth but and that is i like i said a very very petty minor thing compared to like you're gonna die, you're gonna die, someone mm-hmm. trying to kill you but it it's really it's it's also just it's very human right like you were even you were saying like but I'm gonna ignore the pain in my wrist until I like can no longer ignore it. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, sad that it took seeing someone die in front of him, but relatable. Definitely.
1: Well. Um, cool. So then Harry, after like realizing that the news has nothing for him, um he decides to um he like starts to get up. But then a loud, echoing crack broke the sleepy silence like a gunshot. A cat streaked out from under a parked car and flew out of sight. A shriek and a bellowed oath and the sound of breaking china came from the Dursley's living room, and as though Harry had been waiting for the signal, he jumped to his feet at the same time, pulling from the waistband of his jeans a thin, wooden wand, as if he were unsheathing a sword. Um... But before he could draw himself up to full height, the top of his head collided with the Dursley's open window and the resultant crash made Aunt Petunia scream even louder. Yeah, so it's just, so I think that like, one, like on the one hand, right, it's like, it's it's PTSD, magic happens, he's popping up. The other thing is that he's just ready, he's like tense, he's already been sitting out there waiting for something to happen. And then he hears mm-hmm. what, he's, what sounds like someone apparating and he's like, alright, well which was which was someone, which was someone well disoperating like but yeah but he was like all right I might just <laughs> call, let's do this yeah. like i've been waiting for this my whole life yeah.
0: and what's really also interesting too is the one of the things about like anxiety disorders but ptsd in general is that your fight or flight response is all is just always on high alert and this is like true to a certain extent with like i'm a, like i have like a an anxiety disorder and I'm a generally like really jumpy Mm -hmm. person but when you see people with like PTSD and like you'll see this in movies and stuff like that like you grab them and they're not expecting it or you know someone comes up on them on from the wrong side or whatever like they instantly jump into like fight mode or flight mode and run away but normally it's Mm -hmm. fight mode like they are instantly um you know Jumping up and pulling out their wand, and so this is also like, yes, he's on high alert, he's ready, but this is also like a very like concrete symptom of PTSD.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: because someone like yes, someone disapparated, but it also could have been a car backfire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like um, the uh, PTSD, and I hate the whole like hood disease, which is just fucking PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you know is that a car backfire or a gunshot fucking fireworks like why do they exist right. you know what I mean and so like Harry thank god Harry is British and it's not <laughs> like summertime in America on the 4th of July because he would be losing Absolutely. his shit um, and it is a very clear like this is a like checkbook like or clinical like number one like, symptom of this young boy is going through PTSD. Mm-hmm.
1: So Harry, in addition to um, probably having a concussion, um, ends up with... They have a concussion. And, yeah. Ends up with two large purple hands reaching through the open window and closing tightly around his throat. Um, Not a good thing for a kid with PTSD. Not a good thing for a kid in general. Is, like, your, his throat? You're about to choke him out? right really put it away vernon snarled in harry's ear now before anyone sees get off me harry gasped and for a few seconds they struggled. um harry pulling at his uncle's fingers with his left hand and hand and and his right maintaining a grip um on his wand then as the pain in harry's head gave a particularly nasty throb uncle vernon yelped and released harry as though he had received an electric shock some invisible force seemed to have surged through his nephew, making him impossible to hold. So, two uh-huh. things.
0: One, Vernon saying, put it away before someone sees, is also putting it away before he can make sure that you are safe. Right. In a weird way.
1: Well, um, no, not really. It's before anyone sees.
0: No, I know, but I it, to Vernon, it's before anyone sees, but... Had this been someone operating who was coming after Harry, you don't want him to put right. a wand. Like we'll see you like later. Miss Fig is like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? <laughs> Keep exactly. that thing out. You know what I mean? But the Dursley's fear of being caught out is more is stronger than their fear of the danger of his lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And we don't know exactly, I mean, we're about to see. Is this Next chapter is remember my last, right? Yeah, I believe so. But we we are not sure, and Harry is definitely not sure because no one's told Harry anything how much the Dursleys know about what mm-hmm. he went through, and what the date and like Voldemort being back, like and, what that means. Well,
1: they don't even know he is back, name. but yeah, yeah. Um, I do also want to say like the throb in Harry's head. So when I read it the first time and I like wrote it in here, um, I wrote I was like it's Lily, but. Forgot about the fact that the pain is—he is a pain in his head. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he says the pain at the top of Harry's head. So I don't know. It could be Lily, or it could be the Horcrux. It's like, um, you ain't finna kill me, bro. Not right now. I right. gotta go. So it could be, but it also could be like a combination of both, you know?
0: Yeah, but either way, like Harry didn't do it. You it was some other man. You ain't gonna kill Harry. Um, and this is interesting because I now I'm thinking about um, *Philosopher's Stone* when Coral tries to like kill Harry by hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like touching him. Like that's how he gets got. Like you cannot, if you're going to kill Harry, it needs to be through magic or a gun or you know it can't be hand to hand combat because his, so his whole him. body is like Right, like you thought, <laughs> which would be like amazing just to be able to be like oh you trying to choke me that
1: right (laughs) (laughs) i would like that superpower i I want that i want that power i would love that um so harry falls forward and then straightened up and stared around there was no sign of what caused the loud noise but several faces were peering through the windows um lovely evening shouted uncle vernon um, waving at mrs number seven who was glaring from behind her neck curtain did you hear that car backfire just now gave petunia and me quite a turn so he continued to grin uh and then beckoned harry back toward him harry moved a few step closer few steps closer taking care to stare to stop just short um of the point at which vernon's outstretched hands could resume their strangling what the devil do you mean by it boy uh he asked what do i mean by what said harry making a racket that's like a starting pistol right outside our, I didn't make that noise, said Harry firmly. Um, Aunt Petunia appeared by Uncle Vernon. She looked livid. Why were you lurking under our window? Yes, yes, good point, Petunia. What were you doing under our window, boy? Listening to the news, said Harry. Um, They exchanged looks. Listening to the news again? Well, it changes every day, you see, said Harry. And this is reason number two why you can't tell me nothing about year five Harry. His clapback game is on point. His clapback game is strong. Yo, his clapback like game this is... This is when he, like, is, is... This is when he's, like, leveled up, to be honest.
0: I got emo- I got smiley face emojis and hearts all over my notes in like, this book because
1: of his... This is how you... Um, though I'm this also... This is how you get, right? Like, it's, it's only a short step away from here to no need to call me sir professor. It's all I'm saying. Like... Right this is greatness in action is all I have to say about it.
0: Right. Um, I think that another thing that comes up a little bit later with Dudley too is like immediately it's why did you do that, Mm -hmm. Harry? Not did you do that, but what are you Mm -hmm. doing? Why did you do that? And him having to say like, I didn't make that noise. I didn't, I'm not using magic. And they're not believing him. Comes again up. Comes up again with how quickly Dudley like isn't listening to Harry when Harry is like, shut up, right. like, be cool, Sam, because he thinks immediately the only person in the world that could possibly be making this happen is right. Harry Potter. Exactly. Like he goes to school with other people. There are more <laughs> than <laughs> just, just one. Him. He's not the. <laughs> He is not the only magical person. He may be, it's it's literally the thing with, like, people who are, like, you know, people that don't know, they only know, like, one black Mm -hmm. person, and they're like, oh my god, did you do, like, I'm not the only black person, no, (laughs) like, slavery didn't just happen to me and my family, it's just something that,
1: Yeah. (laughs) anyway (laughs) um careful uh don't (laughs) you be clever with me boy i want to know what you're really up to and don't give me more give me any more of this listening to the news tosh you know perfectly well well, that your lot careful vernon breathed opportunia and uncle vernon lowered his voice that your lot don't get our news um so vernon remember that time like, two years ago, when there was a notorious mass murderer on the loose, and he, you knew about him because- and owls they, everywhere. Like, it was literally on your news that there was a notorious oh, right. mass murderer on the loose. His godfather. happened to be that... Harry's godfather? <laughs> like, you t- it, you found out at the end that it was a wizard who was Harry's godfather. So, clearly, right. y'all get their news.
0: It is just so mind-bogglingly it's stupid. Just obtuse. I, man. I mean, it's like, I don't know how many times we're gonna have to go through this charade, but the, I the, the Dursleys are a stand-in for everything that is wrong with like white privilege, um, bigots, bigots, like the loops and stretches and like. T- Logistical gymnastics that they go through to maintain their belief system is just
1: insane to me. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, that's all you know. What's that? It's, what is that? It's like Occam's
0: razor where it's like the most obvious answer is usually the right mm-hmm. one.
1: It's like, come on, guys. They, they just, they, they don't want to know. Is really what it is, right. um that's all you know, said Harry. the Dursleys goggled at him for a second, and then petunia said, You're a nasty little liar. what are all those? and then she lowered her voice, owls doing if they're not bringing you news, aha said Uncle Vernon, get out of that one bo- whats that? get out of that one, boy, as if we didn't know you get you all get your news from those pest uh pestilential birds pestilential is actually great a great word. word, yeah. That's pretty what awesome.
0: I'm, I'm shocked that Vernon would know and that he's referring um, to
1: Hedwig as such, but also I appreciate yeah. that. And I'm going to add that to my lexicon. So, uh. um, but also it's really
0: pathetic that Vernon is like taking points,
1: right? Uh-huh. Get out of that one
0: <laughs> or like, like, are you, a point, inst- he's just, he's just
1: instigating in the background really like Petunia is doing all the work.
0: But also, like, do you need to be right like that? Like, I, there are times when, like, I will find myself doing that with Ami. Like, she'll get me to her level. And then I'm like, girl, I ain't arguing with you. <laughs> like, you're fine. Exactly. I know what, I know how the world works. I, I know how mm-hmm. to read. <laughs> like, that, she was doing that. She was killing me with that when she was four and learning how to read. And being like, you don't read it like that. And I'm, I'm not taking notes. <laughs> From a person that has been reading for a couple of weeks? Like, what? (laughs) No. Um. Look at your life, Vernon. You were arguing with a 15-year-old.
1: Yeah. Um, So Harry hesitates for a moment. It cost him something to tell the truth this time, even though his aunt and uncle could not possibly know how bad Harry felt at at admitting it. Um, The owls aren't bringing me news, said Harry tonelessly. Um, so a couple things. One, it's, like, the very clear pride that Harry has, right? He's, like, I'm not trying to give him the satisfaction, um, of knowing that, like, I'm not getting the information that I want to be getting, um, and that I need. And then also, um, the owls aren't bringing him news. So he's getting these letters from Ron and Hermione, uh, but... He's getting the daily profit. he's getting the daily profit, but he's not getting, like, what he wants. And I also think... So, remember that time, guys? Like, last year when we were reading Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and I decided I wanted to read Order of the Phoenix as well because I was impatient. Um, These were like the moments where the parallels between Chamber of Secrets and Order of the Phoenix are really clear in like really interesting ways. Um, And this is one of them, right? Like at the beginning of Chamber of Secrets, Harry's not getting letters from his friends and he feels really isolated Mm -hmm. and angry and confused um, and sad. And this is kind of a similar thing that's happening. Like, we find out that they are writing him, but it's not really... They're not giving him the support at all.
0: It's very surface, and he knows that they're not telling him. He knows that there's so much more being unsaid. I also want to point out the... The beauty of the sentence, but also, like, the heartbreak Mm -hmm. of it. It cost him something to tell the truth this time. Like... He, in terms of his relationship with his aunt and uncle, he needs that that sense of... Like, they are kind of battling it out. Like, one point for the Durses, one point mm-hmm. for Harry. You know what I mean? And, like, he needs to be... He needs that upper hand. He needs that sense of complete, like, autonomy and... I don't need them, and I don't want their help, and, you know, I don't, they don't need to know anything, they don't know me, they don't need to know anything about me. Like, he needs that to fuel, like, getting through what he's getting through. Um, That's the only way he makes it through his time at the Dursleys, is by maintaining that upper hand, maintaining that that sense of um, they don't this isn't my real life. This isn't, you know, like, this isn't what, this is a temporary thing, and they are not important to me mm-hmm. or whatever. And so to to have to tell the truth in that way, like, it, it cost him a, a piece of that upper hand that, like, helps him get right. through
1: the summers. Exactly. Answers. She's like, take a seat. I mean, this is just where so, we live now. Yeah. I don't I don't know that maybe there are people who like don't have feelings and there's like now there's this area for people who don't have feelings because I, at this point we all reside in the we bench. It's no longer a bench. It's like Connie decided she was like, I know or the Phoenix is coming up, so I'm gonna expand a bit, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a I'm a she, build, turn it into a couch and then I'm a, like build a she did some you upgrades. know build a house around it with some more furniture. It's a it's there, a feeling sectional. Snacks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's like a, there, <laughs> Now we all live here. There, you can lift your there's it's
0: a feeling sectional. You can there's a reclining section. There's a chaise you can lay out. Um it's, you know, there's a spot for your remote control. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So that when you but you try to change the channel on the feelings, it just goes more New and different and worse and more yeah.
1: feelings. And Connie was like, "Welcome, I've been preparing for you <laughs> this whole time. Welcome to my Caucasian home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be I here. I didn't ask
1: for this, but now
0: this is the this is that Hotel California song. You can check out any anytime you like, but you can never leave. Like I'm checking out. I'm out. And yet,
1: always here." All just, it's, it's sad. Um, I don't believe it, said Opportunia at once. No more do I, said Uncle Vernon. We know you're up to something funny. We're not stupid, you know. Well, that's news to me, said Harry. And he, uh, before they could call him back, he wheeled around, crossed the front lawn, stepped over the garden wall, and was striding off up the street. Again, these clapbacks. Like, I know he's angry right now, but also I just want to appreciate the clapback.
0: But I also, like, part of, like, this is how I know I'm getting old. Because I'm like, well, yeah, like if you write, they ain't shit, but boy, if you don't get some manners and put a handle on I mean, but not though, right?
1: Like, if this was like right. your, if this, if these were your parents and they actually cared about you and didn't just try to choke you out literally like two pages ago, um,
0: then, then sure, like, fine. right.
1: But none of those things are true, so they can get all this work.
0: Right, right. Um, I also, Uh, this I don't know this like again this like you're lying we know you're up to something like what would he possibly be up to why would he possibly be lying Mm -hmm. like does that bear any resemblance to the child that has been living at your place for 15 years like Something is going on, but is that on Harry?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean no. Yes. To but them. <laughs> <laughs> to them, yes. <laughs> um, um, so Harry Again, he's not the only wizard in the right. world.
0: But you know. He's not even the only wizard on the street right now.
1: <laughs> right. But go Clearly. Ahead. Um <laughs> so Harry was uh he's walking uh away and he starts thinking about like who it could have been. He's like, sure, it was someone who apparated or disapparated. Um, and he starts thinking, like, is it Dobby? Because the last time this happened, it was Dobby was there. Uh, but then he's like, nah, it can't be him. So he keeps going, hardly aware of, like, where he's going. Uh, every few steps, he glanced back over his shoulder. Someone magical had been near him as he lay among Aunt Petunia's dying begonias. He was sure of it. Why hadn't they spoken to him? Why hadn't they made made contact why were they hiding now? Um, and then his feeling of frustration peaked His uh, and his certainty leaked away. Perhaps it hadn't been a magical sign after all. Perhaps he was so desperate for the tiniest sign of contact from the world to which he belonged that he was simply overreacting to perfectly ordinary noises. Um, which is exactly what happens, right, when you're being gaslighted. Mm -hmm. um, Is like, you're like, why is all this stuff happening? This is ridiculous. It's horrible. And then you're like, oh, but maybe, what if it's not? What if it's just me? What if I'm tripping? Am I tripping? And it's just like a horrible cycle of doubting yourself when, in fact, you're right.
0: And I, I also want to point out that, like, he, at this point, doesn't care if they're a magical desk eater or a magical or like someone on Dumbledore's side. Like, he just wants something he you know, really magical and like that's like something and that is like another like kind of symptom of abuse or mm-hmm. whatever is like like domestic violence or you know, I forget what they call it but like beaten wife syndrome or whatever where it's like I don't I I need to proof of your love I need proof of your and maybe it's sometimes. You prove that you love me by hitting me, and sometimes you prove that you love me by kissing me, and each is equally valid. And it's like, no, that's not true at all. But that is how he's, like, that's his relationship with magic right now. It's like, I just need proof of your existence, mm-hmm. and I don't care in which form. Right. Which is...
1: Well, do you want to you um, further recline in your feelings, um, <sighs> chair? Listen... That maybe, nap is on. Maybe is you know, Maybe it's like a massage chair, perhaps. I don't know. We have to ask Connie what page, she what she provides. Um, we're gonna get to page nineteen, and then I'm
0: going down. I mean,
1: this you know. is our I'm our This is page seven, and I'm what, we're, what I'm about to read is heartbreaking. Yes. Um. So, Harry felt a dull sinking sensation in his stomach, and before he knew it, the feeling of hopelessness that had plagued him all summer rolled over him once again. Um, tomorrow morning, he would be awoken by an alarm at five o'clock so that he could pay the owl for that delivered daily profit. But was there any point in continuing to take it? Harry merely glanced at the front page before throwing it aside these days. When the idiots who ran the paper finally realized that Voldemort was back, it would be headline news. And that was the only kind Harry cared about. If he was lucky, there would also be owls from Ron and Hermione, though he didn't expect that they would be saying anything. Um, we can't say much about you know what obviously we've been told not to say anything important in case our letters go astray we're quite busy, but I can't give you details here there's a fair amount going on we'll tell you everything when we see you so I just that part is unnecessary that's what I'm saying is like they so that's the thing is like that's those are the letters that they're sending him and that's not helpful I think that like if you can't tell him things don't even mention it for one for two like there's a way to check in on someone and that's not what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they like fine I've like we're together or whatever like one obviously you know he's going to be pissed about that but like you could send him a letter like hey Harry how are you doing is there anything we can do to help? Like what are the you know what I mean like within our capacity to help you know cuz he still has to stay at the Dursleys within those you know parameters or whatever but like mm-hmm. there's a way to do that. And I get that they're also fifteen, though, right? Because so they may not know how. Right. To that's do what it. I was
0: gonna. That um, was what I was gonna say. Is like the problem is, is that they're fifteen, and the people like we'll see what Sirius's letters, which are better,
1: but but also just like telling him, hey, especially saying like we're quite busy, we can't say much. So it's very like we see like but, he knows that they're. He says, as far as he could, Harry can tell from the vague hints in the letters, Hermione and Ron were in the same place. Right, so like, right. so in his head, they're living it up at the borough, and he's at Privet Drive, like depressed and like horrified that somebody's gonna pop up and murder him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's mm-hmm. and and you know, there's only so much that Ron and Hermione can do again, but per, but like, it's also I don't know. I just feel like sorry. perception and like kind of putting yourself in his shoes and thinking like, hmm, maybe Empathy. I should say. Maybe I shouldn't write it this way. Maybe I shouldn't even tell them that we're together. Right, but it's also
0: really interesting to me because if you go back to Philosopher's Stone and when um, they first see Harry and Molly Weasley is like, don't you dare go up to that boy and ask him about the mm-hmm. Voldemort. Or, you know, like don't come at him that way. This is a teachable moment for a lot of people. Like this is a teachable moment for Ron and Hermione right. for Dumbledore Molly Arthur to say you know I know that you're writing to Harry and you should write to Harry but like this is how we deal or speak to someone who's gone through what something like what Harry's gone Mm -hmm. through um this is a teachable moment for like Harry (laughs) and like you know I think that there is something too because I was like I had this moment of being like a month though like, you freaking out, and it's been four weeks? But also, like, that's a long time. That's not that long. I think it is, though. But, but if you're 15, it, it is a long especially
1: time. Especially
0: after something like that has happened, and
1: then you hear nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. a month can go uh, but, really I, quickly, but it can also not.
0: It can also not. Yeah, and I also think that, like, I am... I have to... We all... We are all guilty of this, and I think... Um, Ron and Hermione are even more so guilty of this in this moment, which is like you—you think that everyone is seeing the world in the way in which you are seeing Mm -hmm. it and you're experiencing it at that moment. And so, like when I thought, when I had that thought of like it's—it's been a month, chill out. It was like okay, but I also like can go weeks without talking to anyone, and that's fine. But that's me. That is like that is torture to someone else you know and like someone like Harry who already has a hard time during the summers like in a normal summers with the Dursleys like this is gotta be like 10 times as Mm -hmm. difficult right and so Ron and Hermione are writing to him through the lens of he's experiencing the summer the way that we are even though he's not with us he's still he's probably super busy he's you know Whatever. Um, and this is what would be really interesting to him because this is what's really interesting to me. Right. You know? Um,
1: yeah. yeah. It's just so, a bad look. Um So then...
0: Um, he says, "When?" but when were they going to see him? Nobody seemed to, too bothered with a precise date. Hermione had scribbled, I expect we'll be seeing you soon inside his birthday card, but how soon was soon? And that's another thing. is like they're... They're giving him all these vague details or whatever, but they're not also giving him like concrete things that he could right. know that he could hold exactly. on to without saying it in a way that even if the letters got like um, intercepted, that wouldn't put them. It wouldn't you know, put them at risk. We'll be we'll be seeing you on the
1: fourteenth, right?
0: It doesn't where, say where, where. It doesn't what say time? May, like what time or anything mm-hmm. like that, but like or. Next week, it doesn't say the exact day next week, you know what I mean? But, like, it gives Harry something to hold on to. Exactly. And, like, doesn't give away too much.
1: And what were Ron and Hermione busy with? Why wasn't Harry busy? Hadn't he proved himself capable of handling handling much more than they? Had they all forgotten what he'd done? Hadn't it been he who entered that graveyard and watched Cedric being murdered and then tied up to that tombstone and nearly killed? Don't think about that, he told himself sternly for the hundredth time this summer. It was bad enough that he kept revisiting the graveyard in his nightmares without dwelling on them in his waking moments too. Um, so, those Jesus. feelings are brought to you by J.K. Rowling, Jesus, Joanne, the Feelings Plaza, and Cousin Connie. <laughs> so he Scholastic and and Bloomfield. as well. Yes, and the entire all, city of London, right.
0: um, all peached and
1: little windows. Yes, as well. Um, he <laughs> turned the corner, um, and he passes where he had first seen Sirius back in the day, um, who, and <laughs> a Sirius at least seems to understand how Harry was feeling, um, his letters were just as empty of proper news as Ron and Hermione's, but at least they contained words of co- caution and consolation instead of tantalizing hints. I know this must be very frustrating for you, keep your nose clean and everything will be Okay. Be careful and don't do anything rash. Um, so Harry is like, "Well, I've done that." He thought his hair. He thought his behavior had been very good, considering how frustrated and angry he felt at being stuck at Privet Drive for so long, reduced to hiding in flower beds, um, in the hope of hearing something that might point to what Lord Voldemort was doing. Nevertheless, it was quite galling not to to be told not to be rash by a man who had served twelve years in the wizard prison. Escaped, attempted to commit the murder he had been convicted for in the first place and then gone on the run with a stolen hippogriff. These are all true and like good points. If that is
0: not like the most truthful thing
1: ever. And like, like a really good summation tell... of like serious black as a person.
0: Right, right. Which is like the other thing that makes it so frustrating to Harry is like, who was you <laughs> to tell a person to not be right. rash? Have you met you? <laughs> Like you know, like even like last last year, and you were sitting up in a cave, like right. right next to the Minister of Magic. Like, but you want me to not be rash. <laughs> like, do as I say, not as I do. Serious Black, basically. Like, yeah, because sincerely, <laughs>
1: seriously, sincerely, do as I say, not as I do. Serious mm-hmm. Black. Um, so then Harry goes to the park, um, which is empty, um, and he sits on one of the swings. Tomorrow he would have to think of some fresh way of listening to the news. In the meantime, he had nothing to look forward to but another restless, disturbed night, because even when he escaped his nightmares about Cedric, he had unsettling dreams about long, dark corridors, all finishing in dead ends and locked doors, Aha, uh-huh. uh-huh. um, which he supposed has something to do with the Trats feeling he had when he was awake. Harry, um, I'm gonna need you to drop out of divination because <laughs> you're not good at it. You don't got you the don't. range. And you don't have the teacher who has the range. So it's not 100% your fault. You're just also wrong.
0: I mean, if we had a nickel or a newt, a newt, nut, a newt, for every time Harry did not have the teacher,
1: you didn't have the Wow. Range. <laughs> We'd be rich probably
0: right we could start our own um shopping we'd be living like the Weasley twins we could start our own shop in Diagon mm-hmm. Alley
1: so often the old scar on his forehead prickled uncomfortably but he did not fool himself that Ron or Hermione or Sirius would find that uh very interesting anymore which is so sad right like he's like I can't tell him that because that's old news um but I think it also sums up his like feeling angry and sad and like unloved because he's like oh they wouldn't even care about that
0: right I can't give them anything more exciting than what they Mm already have so what's the point which is like yes sad but also like misunderstands what Harry means to them in a way like he feels like he's not useful so therefore they don't Mm -hmm. care which is I mean, their fault for making... I don't know. It's, I don't know who's fault. Of this, it's but. like...
1: I mean, it's Dumbledore's fault, to be, to be honest. <laughs> Let's call a big a thing. thing. Let's <laughs> go right ahead. It's definitely Dumbledore's fault. Yeah. Um, so, the injustice of it all welled up inside him, and he wanted to yell with fury. If it hadn't been for him, no one would have even known Voldemort was back, and his reward was being stuck in Little Wingjin for four solid weeks, completely cut off from the magical world, reduced to squatting among dying begonias so he could um, hear about water skiing budgerigars. I don't even know what those are. That's fine. How could Dumbledore have forgotten him so easily? Um, Why had Ron and Hermione got together without inviting him along too? How much longer was he supposed to endure Sirius telling him to sit tight and be a good boy or resist the temptation to write to the stupid Daily Prophet and point out that Voldemort had returned? Um, So these furious thoughts whirled around in Harry's head. Um, as he sits there, he didn't know how long he had sat on the swing before the sound of voices interrupted his musings, and he looked up. Uh, he saw a group of people, and it's Dudley with his homies. Uh, Dudley was vast as ever, but a year's hard dieting had discovered, and discovery of a new talent had wrought quite a change in his physique. As Uncle Vernon delightedly told anyone who would listen, Dudley had recently become the junior heavyweight interschool boxing champion of the Southeast the noble sport, as Uncle Vernon called it, um, like the noble sport of like punching people in the face. Yeah. I mean, OK, I guess. Like,
0: <laughs> I've never understood like the boxing thing, but yeah, it's like, like, I don't know. Yeah. OK.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Um, so it, it made Dudley more forbiddable, formidable, formidable. Um, Than he had seemed to Harry in primary school days when he had served as Harry's, as I mean as Dudley's first punching bag. Harry was not remotely afraid of his cousin anymore, but he still didn't think Dudley learning to punch harder and more accurately was cause for celebration. Neighborhood children all around were terrified of him, even more terrified than they were of that potter boy, who they had been warned was a hardened hooligan who attended St. Brutus' Secure Center for Incurably Criminal Boys. So I have a... What kind of name is that for... (laughs) for Why
0: are you sending a child (laughs) to a place called St. Brutus' Secure Center for Incurably Criminal Boys? Like, if you wanted some sort of, like... Hope in your own future. Well, I'm incurably criminal,
1: right. so why does it matter? It's in the name of the school I go to. They tell me so. Right. <laughs> Before I even got there. I knew that. The case. That was the case. As soon as I was admitted there, that was when I knew I was incurably criminal.
0: Also pretty funny, um, not funny haha, but funny ironic, that the person that should be going to St. Brutus's secure center for incredibly credible boys is Dudley because who gets a talent and then decides you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this to beat up people half my size and younger than me.
1: I also want to like think a little bit about or like talk about the Dursleys like obsession with image and I know that they don't know for some reason that Dudley is a bully and like has a gang but everyone else does so like they're so caught up in images In this image of being like We're the perfect family And it's like us and this boy And like Oh we don't talk about that Other kid But then they're like All to the outside world It looks like there's Vernon and Petunia And They have a son Who is like Running a gang And then they have a nephew Who goes to St. Brutus's Center for Inca- Like You could have at least right. said Harry's going to like Some boarding school That's super posh And like like An art school. Some, you know what I mean? Like, they could say all of our, that. Our kids are And weird. then at least to the outside world, it seems like he's, like, all right. Like, I feel like saying, oh, yeah, we sent him to this criminal school does not make you look good. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like, all. well, he's been with you since he was... A baby. ...one. So, uh, um, if blood blood will out or whatever, like, aren't you his blood, right. though, too?
1: So, and also, there's the no way, would be this there's way. also no way that those neighbors don't think Vernon's an asshole.
0: Oh, no, of course. So
1: they're just failing of at course. this at this image thing. But he's, he's a bully too, and that's the thing,
0: is like, they don't actually care what people think about, it's, it's the, sorry, happy place or whatever, but it's the whole Donald Trump, like, I don't actually care what people think think about me as long as they're talking about me. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, smiling in my face. Like, if they smile in my face and then, like, insult me behind, as soon as I turn around, I can still be like, but, you know, Putin said that I was the best thing since sliced bread. Like, yeah, he said that because you're easily manipulated, right. you idiot. <laughs> like, no one actually <laughs> believes that Putin believes you're the best thing since sliced bread. You know? And, like, no... That doesn't matter. So to Vernon and Petunia, as long as people are smiling in their face, they do not care. I mean, I'm sure that it would probably bother them, but they don't have the range to think deeply about what people are saying about them. No, as long as they seem they normal. After they that fake smile. As long as they seem normal, yeah. but like,
1: I don't know, man. If you have two criminal children in your household, it seems like... Not normal. No. And what? Because I mean, that's the whole thing too.
0: When we talk about like Vernon and Marge, like I keep being like, what was the, what was their house right. like?
1: Who were their parents? Because right? how do you like, end you're up just like, like this, right? Like what? What happened to you? <laughs> there, I mean, there had to be some kind of like deep, some, something was going on there. Um, something. So Harry watches the dark figures crossing the grass. Look round, Harry found himself thinking as he watched them. Come on, look round. I'm sitting here all alone. Come and have a go. So, like, he clearly wants to let out some aggression. Um, but also, it is like right. it is also a big change from, like, Sorcerer's Stone, where he was like, I'm going to just go ahead and steer clear of Dudley and his gang because they really like me as a punching bag. So I'm going to just chill. But this time he's like, nah, like, I'm ready. Which is funny, too, because I feel like in Sorcerer's Stone,
0: he was hiding... I, he might not have been in the bushes but he was in a tree or, he was hiding to like not get Dudley and his gang's attention and this time he's hiding to get like information and when he like does see Dudley and his gang he's like come after me mm-hmm. bro um but even and this is like again reading this as an adult like even Joe writes using the language of like clinically, like, he's searching for an outlet. Right, like, uh-huh. Um, he wants to, like, um, what does he say?
1: Um. He, oh, it says later, later really, he'd love to vent some of his frustration on the boys who had yeah, once made his life hell.
0: His life hell. Right. So, like, he, and I don't know if, like, Harry understands that thought about, like, what that actually mm-hmm. means the pathology of that and like the you know but like th- that he w- he would love to vent his frustration like he's he's got a lot of pent up frustration and aggression mm-hmm. and who better to take that out on than the person who bullied him right. and i wrote this note, note and i'll write it again i mean i'll bring it up again later but like the bullied becomes the bully mm-hmm. and like that is textbook this is just do they teach, they make psychology students read this? Like, I mean,
1: they when, should. When you, like I said, greatest book of all time.
0: Uh-huh. When you were faced with a boy that you think might be going through PTSD, does he exhibit any of these symptoms?
1: The answer so. is yes. So, but they didn't turn around. They didn't see him. They were almost at the railings. Harry mastered the impulse to call after them. Seeking a fight was not a smart move. He does not use magic. He would be risking expulsion again. So then Dudley's gang is out of sight. And Harry, uh, or he says, there you go, Sirius, he thinks. Nothing rash. Kept my nose clean. Exactly the opposite of what you'd have done. Which is very true. But also, Harry has no idea. Like, he doesn't even know the half right. of it. Right. Like, right. Sirius would have done hell of shit at that moment. And it would have been and a way problem. more.
0: But also, Sirius would have had James and Remus True. and Peter. True facts. And Harry does not have Ron or Hermione, mm-hmm. And that is a large difference, which is also sad. Well,
1: um, I mean, you know, so he gets are sitting here, oh, might as well just let it all out. This is why
0: Cousin Connie made the extension to the bench to, so we would have mm-hmm. room to let it all out. Uh, so he gets to his feet. Um, Uncle and Uncle Vernon seemed to feel that whenever Dudley turned up was the right time to be home. And any time after that was much too late. Which is like when you better be home before the streetlights come on, but for a moving target. Right. Like,
1: like, how do like, you know where Dudley <laughs> is and what his schedule is? They don't
0: even know where he is. Right. Like, whenever Dudley comes home, that was the time <laughs> to be home. How am I supposed to know that? That is literally like when your mom says, it is what I say it is (laughs) you know what I mean like when you're like but that don't make no sense
1: you just set me up to how am I supposed to gauge this doesn't like work there's no there's there's no symmetry how am I supposed to gauge that from
0: day Mm -hmm. to day there's no consistency there so he Uncle Vernon and this is this Uncle Vernon threatened to lock Harry in the shed if he came home after Dudley again so stifling a yawn still scowling he set off Towards the park gate. Like so because I didn't know when your autonomous grown not grown, but old ass son was coming home, I get locked in a shed. Yep. You can't I'm too big for the cupboard under the stairs. So now I get locked in a mm-hmm. shed in the back. Also I just realized that when we went through Privet Drive, there was a shed in the back. Fuck them. This over Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was. They're so, they're so goddamn. Damn, weird. I didn't think about that. Anyway, uh, Harry <laughs> gets up and starts to um, walk to Magnolia Cre- uh, down Mac- Magnolia Road to Magnolia Crescent, where he sees Dudley um, saying goodbye and to his homies. Um, Squilled like a pig, didn't he? Malcolm was saying to the guffaws of the others. Nice right hook, Big D said. Piers. Same time tomorrow, said Dudley. Round of my place. My parents are out, said Gordon. See you then. Bye, Dud. See you, Big D. So Harry waits for the rest of the gang to leave before um, catching up with Dudley. Hey, Big D. Dudley turned around. Oh, it's you. How long have you been Big D then, said Harry. Shut it, snarled Dudley. Cool name, said Harry, grinning, but you'll always be ickle diddykins to me. Which, you know, I think that, like, Harry needed to take out some aggression a little bit. Right. Nice. And this is a... Uh, I mean, up until a point, it's a pretty harmless way to do that.
0: The bully becomes a bully. I also wanna say though that I had a coworker named Dudley and called I called him Ipple Diddykins. And Dudley Wuddy, and Duddy Wuddykins, and, and all all so, of I hope like The Diddy Did witty. he understand that? And Or did you just do that in your head? I explain I explained it to him because I just kept calling him Ipple Diddykins. <laughs> and and Dudley Wudley. <laughs> and he just grinned and, bare- and bore it. Like shout out to Dudley, um, wow. Who was a like he ended up going to Berkeley. Very smart, very cool guy. Um, who just took all of my weird rando shit. wild wow,
1: dude. And sh- to call him Ickle Diddykins.
0: No, I called him Dudley Woodley. Oh, okay. I mean, I might have called him Ickle Diddykins once or twice, but I kind of settled in on Dudley Woodley. Mm. Wow and he didn't go to
1: hr so <laughs> shout job. out to him um shout out to dinky diddy-dums <laughs> i said shut it said Dudley. um don't the boys know what your mum calls you shut your face you don't tell her to show you her face what about popkin and dinky diddy-dums can i use them then Dudley said nothing the effort of keeping himself from hitting harry seemed to be demanding all of his self-control so who have you been beating up tonight, Harry asked. Another 10-year-old? I know you did Mark Evans two nights ago. He was asking for it, snarled Dudley.
0: Can we also, I'm sorry, shout out to Mark Evans, a nice normal name right.
1: that I understand. Also, probably Dudley's like, cousin. Oh. Well, no. Would only be Dudley's cousin oh. if there was another Evans sibling, also, so.
0: Yeah, and also, it would be, Oh. Mm-hmm. Like it would be Harry's sibling. No, it could also be Harry's cousin, um, too.
1: He was asking for it, so now Dudley. Oh, yeah? He cheeked me. Yeah? Did he say you looked like a pig that's been taught to walk on his hind legs? Because that's not cheek, Dud. That's true. I mean, Harry is in the wrong in this moment, but also, I again, I just appreciate that he is really good pulling... at um, talking smack. He's tapping into his inner Porsche. <laughs>
0: That's really... He ain't right. (laughs) But he's not wrong. But he ain't wrong. But
1: he's not wrong.
0: He's not wrong. Dudley deserves this. It's that thing where you, like, always, like, your parents and, like, people always say, like, make sure if you're going to give it, you're ready to get it back twice Mm -hmm. as hard. And, like, Dudley hasn't had to, like, get it back. I mean, besides a certain, like, but Harry is always kind of, like, outsmarted and, like, smack talk Dudley. Like, talking about, like... The toilets never had anything as terrible as your head or whatever. <laughs> like, that was, I that was think... pretty good. Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, it was. Um, so, like, this has kind of been their dynamic, except now Harry is, like, more brazen and, like, not running away after he's in. He's, like, standing his ground. Right. And Dudley is... His instinct is to punch, but he knows that, like, Harry... Um, may not be able to, like, out physically maneuver him, but does have his own level, like, has a level playing field that he's not willing to, you know.
1: -hmm. He's like, not going to get turned into a frog. Not today, sir. Yeah, I don't want another pig I'm good. Um, a muscle was twitching in Dudley's jaw. It gave Harry enormous satisfaction to know how furious he was making Dudley. He felt as though he was siphoning off his own frustration into his cousin, the only outlet he had. Hey, guess what? Okay, is this like a DSM 5? Because all of the, all of the things. I think it's just does the house your, at this point, to be honest. Does your patient I think we just all live here now, we're roommates.
0: <laughs> does your patient exhibit the <laughs> siphoning of frustrations
1: onto other people? So much happening. He might have PTSD. <laughs> you sound like you're doing a commercial. You sound like
0: I, I am. The addiction hotline. So I watch a lot of news, and there's this terrible, like on the local channel. There's this terrible, like the addiction network, oh. like uh, commercial. That's what I.
1: Because what I'm you, thinking is you like need help. My, what I'm thinking is like the you know the mesothelioma. Commercial. Yes. you Sound yes. like right now. Are you or any of your loved ones exhibiting <laughs> these <laughs> these symptoms after taking this thing? You may be entitled to you compensation. Might. <laughs> You might have PTSD, and you
0: are entitled to compensation. Somebody pay Harry. Join this class action lawsuit against Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry Wizardry and the Ministry of Magic. (laughs) Did you encounter a Dementor when you were 12 years, 13 years old? You might be entitled to compensation. Man.
1: Um, So, they turned right down a, a narrow alleyway, um on there just to like take a shortcut think you're a big man carrying that thing don't you Dudley said after a few seconds what thing that that thing you're hiding Harry grinned again not as stupid as you look are you dead but I suppose if you were you wouldn't be able to walk and talk at the same time and Harry pulled out his wand indeed um Harry pulled out his wand you're not allowed Dudley said at once I know you're not you'd get expelled from that freak school you go to how you know they haven't changed the rules big D they haven't said, Dudley. Though he wasn't completely convinced, you haven't got the guts to take me on without that thing, have you, Dudley? Snarled. Whereas you just need four mates behind you so that you can beat up a ten-year-old. You know the boxing title you keep banging on about. How old was your opponent? Seven, eight? He was sixteen, for your information. Snarled Dudley. And he was out cold for twenty minutes after I'd finished with him. And he was twice as heavy as you. You just wait till Dad. Till I tell Dad you had that thing out. Running to Daddy now, are you? His little is his ickle boxing champion, frightened of nasty Harry's wand. Not a brave. Not this brave at night are you, Sneer Deadly. This is night, Diddykins. That's what we call it when it goes all dark like this. Um, before we get back into the feelings, Harry is out here. Just, it's wonderful. See, this is where I'm like, but
0: you are just like, Like so it was good for a second, but now I'm uncomfortable. And I've always felt that way when I read this. Like, okay, Harry, you got your couple of dig. He does need to stop, but now you need to stop. He like this is uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: no, he definitely went too far. But also, which is why
0: then Dudley comes back with (laughs) right. I mean, when you're in bed, in bed, Mm -hmm. and then Harry stopped, uh, or Dudley stopped walking, and Harry stopped too, staring at his cousin. What do you mean? I'm not brave in bed," said Harry, completely. Nonplus. What am I supposed to be frightened of the pillows or something? I heard you last night," said Dudley breathlessly, talking in your sleep, moaning. "What do you mean?" Harry said again. But there was a cold, plunging sensation in his stomach. Dudley gave a bark, a harsh bark of laughter, then adopted a high-pitched whimpering voice. "Don't kill Cedric! Don't kill Cedric! Who's Cedric? Your boyfriend? Which is like if your cousin." Is talking and moaning in his sleep. Don't kill Cedric. See? And your reaction is to make fun of him about that, which, yes, they're 15, and 15-year-olds are monsters, but more, I usually think 12, 13-year-olds are monsters, and 15-year-olds have some level of sense. Why aren't you, like, hey, Mom, Dad? Thumbs up. What do happened? you know what Harry's dreaming about? Right, and I think the other like, thing,
1: right, is, like, it's. this is one of those things where it's rough because the Dirtleys have no idea what happened, like, literally no idea. Yeah. Um, Which, but then also, which is, like, you know, maybe they should, but would they care? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that would improve Harry's situation. Like, at all.
0: But, and this is the other part of the whole, like, what is up with the Dursleys, is, like, do they have any level of humanity or general, like... Like, I feel like there is this level of... um, I was... Talking to a friend, and it was like there's this level of like just cognitive awareness that people have, which is like you may not feel empathy for like this is kind of what we're going through right now, right? Like you may not you may feel a certain way, um, like you may hate people like black people and say <coughs> the n word and say the uh, uh, like are hate gay and be completely homophobic, and when you're at home throw around the f word like it's no big deal. But you have a level of, like, general awareness that once you step out of your house, that's not okay, right? And so they may not care, but you would think that they would have, unless they're just completely, like, what is it, sociopathic? Mm -hmm. Um, A level of awareness that's, like, maybe don't taunt the kid dreaming about someone getting killed and asking his dad to, like, save him from getting killed. Maybe that's not something I can say out loud. Maybe I laugh at him in my head, but saying that out loud makes me an asshole. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. (laughs) Right? Like, maybe we don't care what Harry's been through, but saying it out loud...
1: Right. Just keep it to yourself. So then, uh, Dad, help me, Dad. He's going to kill me. Dad, boo-hoo. Shut up, said Harry quietly. Shut up, Dudley. I'm warning you. Come and help me, Dad. Mom, come and help me. He's killed Cedric. Dad, help me. He's going to... Don't you point that thing at me? But like, what? Listen what did you to think yourself, was Dudley. Happen, though, fam. Like,
0: listen to what you're saying. Come and help me, Dad. He's going to kill me, Dad. Mum, come and help me. He's killed Cedric, Dad. Help me. You were mocking
1: that. And then he's what? and then he's surprised when Harry pulls his wand at him. Right. At directly at Dudley's heart. He could feel 14 years hatred of Dudley pounding in his veins. What wouldn't he give to strike now to jinx Dudley so thoroughly he'd have to crawl home like an insect, insect, struck dumb, sprouting feelers. Don't ever talk about that again, Harry snarled. Do you understand me? Point that thing somewhere else. I said, do you understand me? Point it somewhere else. Do you understand me? Get that thing away from... Dudley gave an odd shuddering gasp as though he had been doused in icy water. Ah, pages are weird. Something had happened to the night. The star-strewn indigo sky was suddenly pitch black and lightless. Uh, They were surrounded by total impenetrable silent darkness as as though a giant hand had dropped a thick icy mantle over the entire alleyway, blinding them. For a split second, Harry thought he had done magic without meaning to, despite the fact that he had been resisting as hard as he could. um, And he didn't have the... uh, This then reason caught up with his senses. He didn't have the power to turn off the stars. Um, So he looked... Around, De- uh, what what are you doing? Stop it, Dudley said. I'm not doing anything. Shut up and don't move. I can't.
0: This is also, sorry, mm-hmm. this is the point where um, because of where they were at and the tension that they were at, it makes sense that Dudley thinks that Harry is doing mm-hmm. this. And because Harry was threatening him with his lawn, it's like the kind of poetic justice or something. That then this happens and Dudley is obviously like, Harry did it because he was just literally threatening me and then this stuff happens. But also, if they knew Harry even a little bit, <laughs> would know that like he might threaten you with his wand and he might have a temper, but he was going to turn you into an insect.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That, that was, was literally what it. he thought of. He was like, I'm about to... St- Turn this brunt insect insects. So he could just go crawling back to his family. Is, like not, I'm gonna kill him. Not even like I want to torture him. Right. It him. is. It
0: is literally what we were saying about like the difference between Voldemort's priority and Cantatum and Harry's, where it would be like... super boring. It's like Avada Kadabra Kedavra and, and Crucio versus four point like point me spell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Harry is is jinxing you and making you into an insect. He's not sucking out your soul. Right. Like, exactly. Just, it, he doesn't. He, his brain doesn't even think that in in those grandiose grandiose
1: terms. Exactly, he's real mundane. I'm not doing anything. Shut up and don't move. I mean, sorry. Back to the being him being mundane. Expelliarmus is literally the evidence for that. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Shut up and don't move. I can't see. I've gone blind. I I said shut up. Um, so Harry's looking left and right, trying to see what's going on. Um, it's impossible. They couldn't be here. Not a little whinging. He strained his ears. He could hear them before he saw them. I'll tell dad, Dudley whimpered. Where are you? What are you do? Will you shut up, Harry? Hiss- I'm trying to listen, but I'm trying to list, but he fell silent. He heard just the thing he had been dreading. There was something in the alleyway apart from themselves, something drawing a long, hoarse, rattling breath. Harry felt horrible. J- a horrible jolt of dread as he stood trembling in the freezing air. Cut it out. Stop doing it. I'll hit you. I swear I will. Dudley, shut. Wham. A fist came into contact with the side of Harry's head. He has to have a concussion at this point. Like, there's no way he doesn't right. have a concussion. That's, yeah.
0: He, like, hit him in the temple. Like,
1: and he already <laughs> has a thing in the back of his head. Like, and he almost got right. choked out. Like, there's a lot happening here, and... There's some damage. And this
0: is like, okay, you thought Harry was doing this, so you hit him hoping that that would stop it. But, like, in that in
1: the temple, though? <laughs> well, I mean, Harry, I mean, Dudley can't see. He can't so see. So he's just swinging. Um, so small white lights popped in front of Harry's eyes for the second time in an hour. He felt as though his head had been cleaved in two. Again, could because. send him to the hospital, fam.
0: <laughs> um, Worth Where is the sideline, the sideline doctor for the concussion protocol? Because Harry needs Um.
1: right now. Next moment, he landed hard on the ground and his wand had flown out of his hand, which is like... Of Of course. Of course um, he did. You moron, Dudley, Harry yelled. He heard Dudley blundering away, hitting the alley fence and stumbling. Dudley, come back. You're running right at it. Um, There was a horrible squealing yell and Dudley's footsteps stopped. At the same moment, Harry had a creeping chill behind him that could only mean one thing. There was more than one. Dudley, keep your mouth shut. Whatever you do, keep your mouth shut. Wand, Harry, uh, so he's like trying to find it. Where's wand? Come on, Lumos. He said the spell automatically, desperate for the light to help him. And to his disbelieving relief, light flared inches from his right hand. The wand tip had ignited. So Harry snatched up his wand um, and seized the Dementor. Wandless magic, though. Well, kind of. I think it was just like because he was so close. But it, like... It's technically... It's one of those i Yeah.
0: I'll,
1: I'll give you that. Give him his <laughs> Um Expecto Patronum. A silvery wisp of vapor shot out, but the spell hadn't worked properly. Tripping over his feet, Harry retreated farther as the Dementor bore down upon him, panic fogging his brain. Concentrate. Expecto Patronum. His voice sounded din- dim and distant. Another wisp of silver smoke, feebler than the last. He couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't work the spell. There was laughter inside his own head, shrill, high-pitched laughter. He could smell the Dementor's putrid, death-cold breath filling his own lungs, drowning him. Think. Something happy. But there was no happiness inside him.
0: <sighs> this is a comfortable couch.
1: You know? I
0: can live here.
1: For the rest of our lives.
0: Until the end of this yeah. book. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go read about fairies. Mm-hmm. Mercy Thompson. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say not till the end of this book, at least two more years, but it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Um, the mentor's icy fingers were closing around his throat. The high-pitched laughter was growing louder and louder, and a voice spoke inside his head. Bow to death, Harry. It might even be painless. I would not know. I have never died. Um, So I just wanted to point out, too, like... He's salty in Harry's head right now. That's true. Um, Super salty in his head. Blood pressure's still high. Um, (laughs) But also, like... One of the interesting things, right, is that now this is a more recent and immediate trauma. Whereas, like, before mm-hmm. it was, like, something that he didn't really remember um, or didn't realize that yeah. he had retained. Versus now it's like, nah, i am got plenty of things to, to, to remember. <laughs> to pull from. Exactly. Yeah. He was never going to see Ron and Hermione again. And their faces burst clearly into his mind and he fought for breath. Expecto Patronum. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Like, dude, their friendship is, is strong with a K. The force is strong with the three. Like, and then the fact that then when you think about just a couple pages ago, like, he's, like, angry with them, he and he's like, them. they don't even care about me anymore, and I feel so lonely and isolated, but still just their faces allow him to produce a Patronus that works. I was thinking about this because
0: when I went to visit you um, in Chicago, um, I had, like, hung out with you and Portia, and then I would left and went and hung out with, like, my uh, college friends. And I had this, like, moment of, like, leaving, like, family and going to family and just feeling, like, surrounded and shrouded in love and like there was this like you and I have this and I have this with my other friend that lives in Chicago Alonzo where we just sit in silence and it is glorious Mm -hmm. like we don't need to talk we like you know like it's just like I feel understood I feel heard and I mean I haven't really gotten into like I'm sure that I've made you very angry because of who I am as a person. But I still feel like even when, like, I'm frustrated or, like, I just want something to be different or I want something to move faster whatever, there is this, like, I under... Like, there's this level of understanding mm-hmm. that you have with certain people. And, and I think it's... It's even stronger when they're, like, not fam... When it's not, like, familial, but it's, like, friendship... Because it's like you chose each mm-hmm. other, and I'm again saying like I still think that oh, this applies to you and me. Uh, you can,
1: no, I think like, you're right.
0: You can you can not feel the same, <laughs> but um, where it's like we're friends, and there is this, and there's this like choosing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are certain things where with like siblings, you they're always there for you, right? But then there's also like there you can tell the difference between like. People who have siblings and they're just siblings, and people who are friends with their siblings, yeah. you know, and like there's this extra added level of, and um, and I think it's a, a, a there is a power in like blood and love and like un like Lily's unconditional love for Harry, but there is also a power in, kind of unconditional love that you chose and you sought out, so even though he's mad at Ron and Hermione and he can, and he can like both of those things can be true right, at, the same time. at the same time. Like I am pissed at them, but that doesn't mean that they are not super important to me. And there is not like, and our, that our friendship doesn't mean the world to me, especially right now when he's at Privet Drive and, Feeling so isolated and so misunderstood and so alone, that picture of Ron and Hermione and that understanding that there is there are there are people out there who get him. You know, they may not be immediately in front of his face, and that's what's making him upset. But they they exist, right? And that's worth kind of. In a weird, I just made I just did this to myself, um, <laughs> but the. The Patronus spell is like the. It's not really like I feel like it's like okay, at least the way it works for Harry, it's like yeah, there is like happy memories or whatever. But like when he makes his biggest Patronuses, they're not memories. Yeah, they're, they're like the like the the love he has for his like parents, love he feels for um Ron and Hermione. It's like the things that he wants to live for and fight for. Mm-hmm. That's what gives him, like, his full-blown paterna.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And now I gotta go lie down. But
1: also, was- also, you have to move to Chicago. That was also what you were saying in what you were saying. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> an enormous silver stag erupted from the tip of Harry's wand. Or
0: you could come home. even but No, because no, you Rick also mentioned
1: eyes. your other friends who live in Chicago, so you're the only one. <laughs> Just saying. We already made that move. Um, an enormous silver stag erupted from the tip of Harry's wand. Its antlers caught the Dementor in the place where the where the heart should have been, and it was thrown backwards, weightless as darkness, and as the stag charged, the Dementor swooped away, bat-like, and defeated. This way, Harry shouted, wheeling around, he sprinted down the alleyway, lifting um, his wand. Dudley, Dudley, uh, he... Found Dudley curled up on the ground, his arms clamped over his face. A second Dementor was crouched low over him, gripping his wrists, um, prising them slowly, almost lovingly apart. Lowering its hood, uh, his its head towards Dudley's face as though about to kiss him. "Get it!" Harry bellowed. Um, and the Dementor's eyeless face was barely an inch from Dudley's when the silver antlers caught it. The thing was thrown up in the air, and like its fellow, it soared away and was absor- absorbed into the darkness. The stag cantered at the end of the alleyway and dissolved into silver mist. Um, And then the moon and stars and street lamps burst back into life. A warm breeze swept in the alleyway. There were trees and shit. Like, you know, everything's back to normal. Um, Except that Harry is soaked in sweat um, and Dudley is curled on the ground, whimpering and shaking. Uh, Harry bent down to see whether, to to see whether he was in a fit state to stand up, but then heard loud running footsteps behind him. He He instinctively raised his wand Um, and turned around to see Mrs. Fig, their batty old neighbor, come panting into sight. Um, Her hair was escaping her hairnet, and clanking string shopping bag was swinging from her wrist. Um, So Harry started to put his wand away, but don't put it away, idiot boy, she shrieked. What if there are more of them around? Oh, I'm going to kill Mundungus Fletcher. Um, Why is he an idiot, though? Like, he don't know know you. He don't know you? Like, Obviously, to you the don't know you, ma'am, What you doing? Right. Like clearly, don't put it away, boy.
0: Like clearly, <laughs> don't don't follow the law, boy. Right. Like you don't
1: have to call him an idiot. Like damn.
0: Right. That's so. MVP Harry. Duh. Yeah. For all of these reasons that we laid out for the past hour mm-hmm. and a half, or however long this is, I don't even know how long this is going to be because
1: anyway um, <laughs> we had some difficulties <laughs> to say the least
0: um hold on this is also i want to say this before i get to benched Well, um, um we also do is... have
1: votes from our folks even though we had technical yeah
0: difficulties. oh right 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 i forgot that i had the fourth to do yeah. that Put on look me.
1: at you um um <laughs> you want me to read that first or do you want to say your thing yeah Um, so... Well, let me say my... No, no, no. Let
0: me say my thing first because then we can, like, actually close out the uh, chapter. But this is this moment where Dudley, um, is almost kissed by the Dementors. There... I don't know if, uh, Joe says this in an interview or if this is just, like, kind of, like, widely accepted in the fandom, but people have said, and I think it's true, that, Deadly sees the worst of himself yeah, in that moment uh-huh. and like really sees who he is and that kind of changes
1: he's like hmm maybe I should how. be a better person
0: right right and like in, in the way that a 15 year old boy is wont to do a 15 year old in general I don't need to like <laughs> put a gender on it right. but like he doesn't articulate that right away and so Harry doesn't know this until about two years later that he doesn't he no longer thinks he's a waste of space um, right It's funny that these traumatic moments are transformative moments. Like, so a couple of, a month ago or however long ago, Harry's traumatic moment was a transformative moment for him. And now, like, Dudley's traumatic moment becomes a transformative moment for Mm -hmm. him in another way. Right. And so that's all I wanted to say. Now let's get into MVP. Um, So
1: Portia made Harry the MVP for having the Patronus. Um, and having the werewolf to be a semi-competent, uh, Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. And he finally had his wand on him when he needed it, which is, oh, super real, because Harry be tripping sometimes. Um, Amani made Harry MVP for fighting fake news and despair with Patronus Fuel and standing up to a bully who was really just an overgrown baby. Um, and Toya made Harry MVP for willingly lay, laying out in the heat because, uh, she lives in Mississippi and hell no.
0: And I was gonna say, like, I spent some time in Mississippi in hell.
1: No. Exactly. Yes. Didn't we
0: go to our like family reunion? It was wasn't in Mississippi that in the summer. Yeah, it was. Though, but it was in the summer. Like, they didn't have no goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is going it on? Was
1: pretty bad. Y'all live here for what?
0: <laughs> why? Willingly. Really? Um, why am I wet? That was what I remember two times. It was like it wasn't just like hot, but like the humidity. I was like, why am I wet? <laughs> Like, I got out of the shower, yet I
1: feel like I'm still in the shower. Yep. I'm confused. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> who did you bench?
0: So, I had two benches. I have one, like, slight bench. Like, he, like, so, you know the, like, um, first, second, and third place podiums? I have a first and second. So, the second place bench is Mundungus Fletcher
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you had one job. Like you
1: <laughs> Literally had one job. You had one job. One. You
0: couldn't wait. I mean, I guess he explains that like it like was a one-time no, deal. No. He, couldn't, he, couldn't he had one job. Whatever. But he had one job. You can tell those whatever. Um, and then what I re- who really needs to get benched is um, Cor- a couple of people really need to get benched. But Cornelius Fudge mm-hmm. because we got Dementors and Little Wingin. Like Harry is like <laughs> there.
1: The, the mentors, here? Literally in Little Wenjing. Two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First there were hundreds of them at the school I go to. And, and now they follow me here. Yep. What? Yes. Um, I benched Umbridge because she's the one who sent them to mentors. And we haven't even met her yet, and she's still doing the most. I forgot about yeah. that. So I benched her. Um, Amani benched... And the plan uh, was to send the Dementor
0: so Harry would do magic outside of school. And or get get
1: his his, soul sucked out and either way, win-win. either one. Win-win. So, fuck her. Um, Amani benched Dumbledore, obviously, for (laughs) gaslighting Harry all summer and keeping him in the dark, which put him in more danger, um, and for trusting his protection to Mundugus Fletcher and Mrs. Faye, who um who, even though she tries, she's a squib, so she can't do anything. Um, So Dumbledore would have endangered her too if it was a real threat that Harry couldn't manage.
0: Right. And the Mundungus-Fletcher thing too um, is so terrible to me because it's like, yeah, you have like leverage over him or whatever, but he's not the, he's like the person that you go send on Aaron. Right. He's not the person that you trust and trust Harry's life to. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. Like, y'all just need to like, shifts need to be a little bit more You need longer. like a you need like a ranking, right? It's like of responsibility right. and like who can handle what right. and then only give them those kind of jobs. And then, then you know, if like they prove it's, themselves, it's, they get a promotion. Oh yeah. Right. You did enough. It's now like now when Harry's
0: like Stan Shunpike is not not Nan one person's dementia or there. like that's just not
1: he, he just, doesn't have the range.
0: You know, he doesn't have the range. And that's how, like, like Mundungas Fletcher is not Nan one not one person's order of the no. Like he just doesn't
1: he can't sit with us. Yeah, um, <laughs> Portia benched Dudley for being dumb, awful enough to pick on a wizard. Um, you, you know he has magic and in, unintentionally uses it sometimes. Um, and then also Umbridge um, and the ministries continue faith in the mentors. How are you going to trust the mentors over Dumbledore and the Boy Who Lived? Which is a question, a good question. Um, and then Toya benched Petunia for not knowing where her kid was or what he was doing. Which is, Which is also valid. Super valid.
0: Matthew, sorry, I want to go into... Uh, he, he made Mrs. Fig his MVP for doing the most thankless job in the order. Um, and bench The Daily Prophet. Uh, he says it's too easy to, to bench Muttanaga Fletcher, so he benches The Daily Prophet for being sneaky and destroying a teenager's reputation in the part of the paper teenagers don't read. Um, but... All of those things are true. All of those things are valid. But I gotta say, Umbridge did send two Dementors to Little Winja. She did. Got, and damn the consequences. Because what? They, like, obviously, they're they about to kiss Dudley.
1: Yep. They didn't give a fuck. She does not care. She also doesn't care about muggles, like, as we see in. Uh, right. What's, like, she hates muggles too. <laughs> so she was just like, well, if he collateral damage, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't know. You know he, yeah. She. The thing is, is really, she sent she sent them there to, to kiss Harry because she didn't know that he would be walking with Dudley. She right. was just like, go to she, handle this because... But she didn't care that that but was that a possibility. possibility. Not at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so she is the worst, and we haven't even... Again, we haven't even met her yet. She hasn't even shown up. Um, wow. So that's, you know, soon come. Thank you for listening. Awkward. <laughs> Next week, we will discuss chapter two of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, A Peck of Owls. Make sure to read and follow along. Start this book off right. Let us know who you think is the real MVP and who was benched for the chapter. Um, Twitter, at We Black and Nerds, hashtag wizard team. You know where to find us. And... You know. Yeah. We, here. we always here. We out here. <laughs>